So. What's up, fuckers? There you go. <laughs> that works. Um, uh, welcome to Avocado Toast. Wait, are we still saying that? Well, yeah, that's who we are. Right, but I, I feel like, you know, this new edgy 2018 um, persona that we had, I don't know if we can still be like, oh, I'm tough as shit. Welcome to Avocado Toast. Like, put on your customer sales um, voice. Well, you could just be like, welcome to Avocado Toast. Oh, shit, you're right. Okay, 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 okay. All right, take two, take two. What's up, fuckers? Welcome to Avocado Toast. I'm Nicole Otto. And I'm Jesse Alperin. <laughs> Those little air horns. Hi, this is, um, oh, oh my god, is it episode 30? It's episode 30, 30 flirty We're and thriving. I was just gonna say we're 30 flirty and thriving. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That is so exciting. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we're 30 years old now. Same. Are there any... Can we do anything legally now? No. That's usually when society starts forgetting about you, huh? Yeah, except 30, 35 or 36 is when you can run for president, so... Oh, shit, you're right. <gasps> Speaking of... Holy shit. Okay, well, I apologize <laughs> in advance because that spiked the audio so badly. Um, last night, I went to... About last a, night. Last, last night. night. Last night. About last night. Um, last night, I went to a, a trivia event. Um, with my roommate and um, her friend, and I-, I was like, I forgot what it was called. It's it's like through this app called Speed Quizzing or some shit. But basically, like, um, you're on a team of people, and then like you connect your phone to like the game show host network thingy. Yeah. And then um, they'll throw up, the host will throw up questions, multiple choice questions, uh, on the board, and then you have to click, you know, A, B, C, D, or E on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, you know, whoever, whichever team, you know, gets the right answer gets points, and then you also get bonus points if you're the fastest team to get the correct answer. Um, and so, uh, last night, there was a team of five. Night? I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm going to no, 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 ban myself. Good. I love you. There was uh, us. We were a team of five people. We were originally, you know, just us three, but then they were like, you have to be on a team of five people or or more. And we were like, fine, fuck. Oh, and this is for real ass cash. Like, It's like HQ. Um, that's what a lot of people keep saying, but I have no idea what that means except for headquarters. Okay, so there's this app called HQ where um, it's hosted by this Jewish boy, Scott nice. Rogowski, and it's live at 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. every day. And it's like a 12-question quiz-ish thing, like trivia. And if you win, like, you get money. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, it's very cool. You Um, should download it. You'd like it. I'm about to. Because guess what? We fucking rocked ass last night. Yes. So you had to make up your own team name. Oh, Um, that's what that was. Yes. Um, Jesse's referring to my snap story. So so we were on this team of, of five people. Uh... When we were inputting the team name, um, I was unaware that our team name would be appearing up on the <laughs> fuck huge project. This was in an auditorium. There were maybe, at, there were like at least 50 other students um, in the audience, plus the host. 
and you know the fuck huge projectors that they have in auditoriums like it was gigantic i did not know that our team names were getting projected on there um because number one he kept throughout the game he would keep going to the scoreboard to show you like which teams are um in what ranking so like you know how many more points do you need to get to get into first place and get that money um but it would also um your sole team name would get blasted on that projector um Every time you got the speed bonus, if you were the fastest team to get the correct answer. Oh, my God. And so, um, I, not knowing all of this, I was like, ah, ha, 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 our team name is going to be the Nutbusters. <sighs> and, then, and then after after I put that in, he started, the host started looking at his laptop and, like, making sure that everyone's teams were registered, and he mentioned in passing he was like blah 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 like don't forget to sign your team up please keep your team names appropriate and like i was like fuck he's talking about me i didn't change it though um and so eventually so um he started throwing uh, once i realized that um he were he was projecting our team names onto the board for getting the fastest um forgetting the fastest answers i turned to everybody in my group and i was like fuck you know what we have to do now we have to get up on that board at least once like because he would also say the name of the teams like, oh, oh bonus no. points go to one person's name was i love hikaru um and i was like and as soon as i saw stuff like that i was like listen it's okay we don't have the most embarrassing name <laughs> um he got we got the speed bonus <gasps> Ooh! the first time well we got it a couple times the first time we got the speed bonus i screamed yeah um because i was so it was i was so in shock i was not expecting it and everyone knew exactly who we were then because i screamed oh my god and he didn't he refused to pronounce our team name he was like speed po- speed bonus goes to and he looks at the board and he's like oh oh i don't know what they're talking about cashews walnuts peanuts da, da, da. and someone behind us apparently was like and i don't understand what this means they were like uh i don't think they're talking about dessert what does that mean i think the other person had no idea that those are nuts not <laughs> dessert <laughs> anyway it was just the greatest and so then after that i turned to my team and i was like you realize that we have to we have to get it up there again. Like now we have a legacy to uphold. That's and then true. I told them, I was like, so we got up there again a second time and we were very excited. But then the third time I was like, listen, we're going to get up there again. And this time when we get our name up there, I'm going to stand up and dab. And I fucking did. Good. The next, the next like three times that our name was put up there, I stood up and dabbed. He still never said our name, but it's okay. Um, and so it was just a really nice time. We consistently were in the top five. Um, closest we ever got, we were in second place. Yeah. And then we, we didn't get the speed bonuses anymore, so we didn't get the money. But it's fine because, you know, they can take away that cold, hard cash, but they can't take away the legacy <laughs> of the Nutbusters. Thank you. This has been my TED Talk and also episode 30 of Avocado Toast. Come back again next week. Goodbye. Oh, my God. Ugh. Do you want to hear what happened and, to me today? Yes. So my mom and my brother were here to look at CMU, um, and my mom is obsessed with the National Aviary, which is in Pittsburgh. It's just a fucking bird sanctuary. And of course, you know, birds have evil energy. (laughs) And so, of course, I was the only one of us to get shit on by a bird. That's good luck. That's what they said. But, you know, all I got was a button, and now I have to wash my sweatshirt. (laughs) 
So. I got shit on by a bird, and all I got was this shitty button. Yep, that's what it should have said. What does it actually say? I, A bird pooped on me. I got lucky at the aviary. No, it says, Ooh. I got it at the aviary. Which, they should have said, I got lucky at the aviary. Do you know how much fucking funnier that would be? Oh my, okay. Yeah, like this implies actual- that I got herpes at the aviary. Okay, I wouldn't say getting herpes is lucky, Jesse. Um, <laughs> well, I mean like the sign. Yeah, I think that the National Aviary should hire me as their PR manager because I could clearly, I'm just whipping out, I'm whipping out (laughs) some great liners here. You're right. Um, This is true. So maybe we should start the episode. Um, Yeah, hold on. I'm responding to Liana because this bitch was able to get a piece of jewelry for 30 bucks. I'm so pissed. What metal is it? Um, I don't know. I'll ask. Okay. Oh, was that for her tummy? Yeah. I think it's, like, it's cheaper for that than it is for... Yeah. So, to preface this, I bought a new clicker today, like, a clicker septum ring, because my mom gave me some extra money, and she was like, buy clothes, or buy yourself purgatory, and I was like, um, I need a clicker if I'm gonna have to keep on taking my septum ring in and out whenever I see my parents. So, I did that instead, but it cost me 70 bucks, which sucks, and our friend Liana was able to replace her belly button ring... Um, for 30 bucks. So this is bullshit. Homophobia at its finest. Yeah. So now that we have told you guys all about our lives, it's time <laughs> to talk about the news. Um, so earlier this week, the... Pencil- oh, wait, wait. One more bit of important information. Oh, yeah. Congratulations to Nicole. Yeah, hi, that's me. Um, I was just officially formally offered the position the first ever position of um the women's gender and sexuality studies program ambassador at my university um it's the first time that they're offering anything like that they said that i'm basically going to be the face of the department it's all very exciting there's going to be so i have to do so much fucking work because i'm also graduating this semester i'm taking 19 credits and we're just gonna see what happens this semester but i'm excited yeah me too. I'm very excited for you. I love getting to put that line on my resume. <laughs> um, are you good for the news? Yes. Okay. Um, the Pennsylvania district map was ruled unconstitutional earlier this week, which mm-hmm. is excellent because Pennsylvania is a piece of fucking garbage, and I'm glad they now have to change some of their ways. Nice. Um, the government shut down for three days, which was fucking terrifying. Um, but then, you know, my dad still got paid and he put money into my bank account so I could eat for the next month. So. Nice. The best part about it, though, yes. is that during this three-day shutdown um, was also scheduled Trump's Mar-a-Lago um, one-year anniversary of his um, inaugura- inauguration, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it was going to be like a fundraising event. For I don't actually know what the fundraising was for him probably like, um, but because the government shut down, he couldn't. Oh, oh wait, let me preface this by saying, um, couples paid at least one hundred thousand dollars, like per couple, one hundred thousand dollars to attend this event because um, they were told that like Trump was going to be there. Some p- couples paid at least I think two hundred fifty thousand just to sit at the same table as Trump. Um, 
Trump couldn't even make it because the government shut down during this time and he wasn't allowed to leave because he had to stay and deal with the government shutdown. Yeah. So all these rich white assholes just paid over $250,000 to sit at the same table as like fucking Eric Trump or whatever and like Donald Jr. or something. I, I don't know who any of these. I Well, no, I know who like eric is and stuff like that but i don't know who donald jr is i don't really give a shit yeah but i think that's the funniest fucking thing i've ever heard that's hysterical oh oh, oh. and then it was even better because i saw um some of these rich people posting on like instagram um and they were like and please when i say this just like imagine all the hashtags like like completely nonsensically interspersed throughout this it would be like absolutely hashtag disgraced at hashtag Mar-a-Lago's treatment of the hashtag caviar here. Oh my god, um, I saw that. Yeah, and it was like, you can't serve um, caviar with hashtag plastic spoons. Um, yeah. It should only be served with mother of pearl, um, like, uh, finest cutlery. This is a, a hashtag joke i don't even remember what the rest it was so fucking funny and someone else commented on that person's post and was like wow what a tragedy i'm so happy you survived it yep yep i saw that it was really funny Um, so at least one good thing came out of this yeah yeah um and well but also you know now federally funded research can continue which is important Um, right right absolutely however um uh, there's no uh, new law to protect dreamers, but, like, that's fine because that's not the fucking budget. So just do it at a different time. Separate them out. They shouldn't be rolled into one law. Just do a fucking clean bill. Thank you. Um, yeah, and it was, like, um, was it Chuck Schumer who... Um, Originally, they, like, tried to make a... In order to end the government shutdown, they tried to make some deal. Like, Chuck Schumer tried to make a deal with, like, a DACA law in exchange for, like, funding for the wall or something like that. I thought... I, I don't know if it was Chuck Schumer. I do know that I remember reading about some some Democrat was trying to make some deal in order to, like... Like, oh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, and then we can finally reopen the government. I had that, no idea. And then whoever that dem- Democrat was, like, rescinded their offer um, for, like, you know, approving, giving money for the wall thing because no DACA thing was really. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's, I know, I wish I had more information on that. I just remember vaguely seeing that at one point. Yeah, I don't remember seeing that. Um, but I also, you know, am very busy and do not see everything. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Jeff Sessions, who is the attorney general, was questioned as a part of the Russia investigations. Nice. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. There was a 7.9 magnitude earthquake off of the coast of Alaska, which is pretty fucking bad. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then Alaska, yeah. Sir, uh, I don't know how many miles inland there was this, like, they, they had, like, a tsunami warning. That sucks. Um, yeah. Um... Donald asshole imposed a 30% stupid ass tariff on solar panels. When I fucking saw this, my blood boiled. I uh, saw it. I like wanted to cry. I texted my um, environmental fraternity. I was like, did you guys see this? I'm so sad. Um, But at least we all feel the same way. Like, Mm. I just... (sighs) 
I mean, if people are able, if people are still able to see these kinds of actions and not see them for, like, being blatantly, like, capitalistic and a complete, you know, flipping the bird to any kind of environmental justice, then I don't know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to change your mind at this point, because that's just so... It's just stupid. Yeah. 30 and like if, 30% if is people, fucking huge. Yeah, if people don't exactly understand just how fucking like huge 30% is for taxation on anything. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, you know, most taxes for pretty much everything I would argue fall between like mm, I, I would I don't know. I don't I don't actually know how to quantify it pr- properly, but like your p- the 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 tax reform. Mhm taxes were shuffled around and people were getting taxed at like 12 percent of their income and like i think you know maybe the highest that i would have seen was something like 20 percent 30 percent is it's absolutely unbelievable Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah and one of the things that really sucks about this is that like it's pretty much only the framing that's made outside of the u.s if i remember correctly so like a lot of solar the solar panel industry in the u.s is like american workers so Mm -hmm. this is just him being an asshole and hating you know the people that are gonna continue living after he fucking dies which i Mm -hmm. hope is soon um and like these american workers that are in an industry that's actually doing something good for the planet are now like potentially going to lose their jobs yeah, it's it's so fucking bogus. I can't even. Ugh. Yeah. Um. And now I want to talk about the Oscar nominations before we get into the last piece of news that I have, which is something more serious. Okay. Cool. Um. So I want to hear about. Um. I want to hear your opinions, Nicole. But I'm going to tell you all of the different uh, n- nominations. Sweet. So for Best Picture, we have. Um, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest nice. Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Fish Billboards Walker. Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the director, we have Paul Thomas Anderson, which is the one for the Phantom one, Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water, the Fish Fucker movie, um, Greta Gerwig, who did Lady Bird, uh, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out. Um, And then basically, like, all of those actors in those movies were uh, nominated for, like, lead role, supporting role. Um, Fuck Gary Oldman. I fucking hope he dies. Wait, what did he do? He's a known abuser. Oh, I didn't know that. He, like, beat his wife. I had no idea. Yeah. That's why a lot of people were absolutely outraged that... the oh geez what was it golden globes you know had this huge me too movement like the atmosphere was completely changed from previous years and all the attention was on um me too and yet um the board for the golden globes people like consistently were awarding gary oldman who was i want to say he was like like formally charged or formally arrested for literally like beating his wife and it's like you're still I mean, you know, Golden Globes can pretend that um, they're being, like, progressive and supportive of the Me Too movement, but you can't just say that and then turn right around and 
be giving this dude all these awards. He keeps winning so many things, and it makes me upset. Go yeah. on, though. Um, also, he looks fucking awful. He's ugly. <laughs> yeah. Um, for um, original screenplay, there is The Big Sick, which um, should not win. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, there's a lot of, like, discourse among, like, uh, people of color about, like, how uh, Aziz Ansari and, like, whatever his name is, Kamel something... Um, oh yeah the other dude yeah how they like keep on telling these stories about indian men being in love with white women and like Mm. the indian women are just sort of like cast aside yeah they're like props to sort of show like oh like i'm trying to date indian women but like really they just want to date like a white woman because you know racism and like internalized racism and um it's, like, really shitty that, like, they keep on portraying this. Like, it's okay to have interracial relationships on TV. Like, that's not something we really see in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But it's also something to take into consideration that... Um, You're perpetuating a trope. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, this has a history. the, like, women of color are not getting any screen time or any, like, characterization. And, like, that's really, really shitty. Yeah. So... Um, so other also, original, inter- oh, wait, what were you going to say? I was just going to say interracial marriages. I saw like a post on this the other day and it shot, it kind of shocked me cause I had never actually thought about it in depth before, mm-hmm. but like interracial marriages, the very first thing that maybe 97% of what people will think of is like, you know, a white person and a person of color, but interracial could be a multitude of different things. It could be a black person and a Chinese person. Yeah. It could be. Like, you can show an Indian person falling in love with a black woman or, um, you know, just there's so many other different combinations of, like, um, oh, 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 Tahini, Tahiti, and that dude Jason from, I don't watch the show, but. Oh, yeah, Jason place. and Tahini from, uh, Tahani, Tahani, not Tahini. Tahani, sorry. Um, from that. The Good Place. Yeah. Yeah, see, like, that's an interracial couple and neither person is white. Yeah. But yep. people tend to just kind of forget that, you know, that is considered an interracial couple and it's also extremely important for representation. Yeah, yeah. Both of the couples in that show are interracial and, like, it's a really good show. I, like, recommend that other people watch it. It's nice. really nice. Um, okay, so the other original screenplays include Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, which, like, is really cool that there's so many original screenplays because I feel like in the last few years it's pretty much only been adapted screenplays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for adapted screenplays, there's Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, <laughs> Molly's Game, and Mudbound. Um, and then I really, I'm I don't know only going to do the animated feature for the next thing. Because, like, I mean, there's other shit, but I don't yeah. want to... I hope it's Coco. Um, I don't think it should be Coco, but let me tell you. Um, that was my nickname as a child. What? Yeah, my family used to call me Queen Coco. Oh, that's so cute. There's a picture of me. They dressed me up in some kind of, like, princess dress with, like, a crown and made me hold on to one of those little fairy wands. Yeah. And they, yeah, that's Queen Coco. Anyway, you may go That's so cute. (laughs) Um, so the nominations for animated feature are The Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Boss Baby? Yeah. I think that's the most hilarious thing It's because there weren't that many animated movies this year. 
that's fine. And like, you know what? More power to the people that made Boss Baby. They probably were not expecting that nomi- nomination no, either. Yeah. <laughs> no shade to Boss Baby. I'm sure it was great, and I've heard rave reviews. But like, Boss Baby. I know. I know. Okay, go on though. Um, Ferdinand and Loving Vincent. And I think Loving Vincent should win, even though it I know should. it's going to be Coco, because Loving Vincent was, um, every single frame of that movie was, um, like, an oil painting. Yeah, it was so cool. I didn't even watch it. I've only seen the previews, but every single time I do, I start crying. I'm not entirely sure why, but, like, I, ooh, it literally, I am moved every time I see that. So, yeah, I would be happy with Coco or Vincent. Yeah. I do think that Vincent should win because Coco won the Golden Globe, so. Yeah, and, like, a Spread fuck ton of work went into both of them. And, I mean. Coco y- took six years to make. What the fuck? I wonder, yeah. I wonder how long um, Loving Vincent. Vincent took because having to make a fucking oil painting for every single frame actually yeah. i'm gonna google it you keep you probably you keep a long time because i feel like i'd seen previews for it for like years um but i actually watched it and it was beautiful it was awesome like i highly recommend everyone sees that movie once it's available online so um it was here's six quick facts about vincent um 125 animator painters worked on the film the film was completely built up from original Van Gogh paintings. Yes, yeah. Rotoscope was used for most of the animation. Don't know what that is. Oh, Sersha Ronan was in it. How cute. Sayors Rosenen, or whatever. Sersha Rosen? There's no way. Or Ronan? Her name is Sersha. I'm going to kill Irish... myself. That's not a name. I listen. Jessie, because I have an Irish friend named Jessie, and I have her uh, explain to me why Irish is like that. Why? And I was like, how the fuck do you pronounce Swire C? And she was like, oh, it's Sersha. And I was like, mm, no, I don't think it is. That's yeah. Really what the fuck? Is Irish, like, a historical spelling? So, like, some languages are phonetic spellings, and that adapts over time. But mm-hmm. there's um, a lot of languages, which are my preferred languages, um, which have historical spellings. So, like... English has historical spellings and French has historical spellings, which is why mm-hmm. it like doesn't make any sense a lot of the pronunciations. Mm-hmm. Um, but is Irish like that? It must be if it's pronounced so all, differently. All I know about the Irish are that they that uh, they invented um, Potatoes. punctuation. Would they invented mm-hmm. punctuation? Yes, they saw Latin. And Latin's fucking endless run on sentences. And they were like, no, no, you can't fuck that. And so then they started putting in commas and shit like that. Damn, that's awesome. Uh, And they also had the bog bodies, right? Up in that um, region of the world. Not sure about that, but I wouldn't be surprised. And the second thing I know is that they fucking love those potatoes, dude. That's true. mood. Oh, and then the third thing that I know, apparently I'm half Irish. Mm. Genetically, but I don't believe that. Even though I did dye my hair red. Um, throughout production, the movie was updated with the latest scholarship on Van Gogh. The film's budget is $5.5 million. Wow. Out of si- Oh, no, this hurts me. Out of 65,000 painted frames, just 1,000 survived. What the 
fuck? It says, after finishing the painting of each frame, animators had to remove the full painting with a spatula. Consequently, just a fraction of the hand-painted frame survived. An exhibition of 200 paintings is currently being put together to go with the release of the film. The other 800 paintings are being sold online. Also, this didn't tell me anything about how long it took to make, and that makes me upset. Yeah, that's not helpful. But wow. God, can you imagine spending so much fucking time painting a frame and then having to scrape it off with a spatula? Yeah. Spatula, as Mr. Krabs would say. Anyway. Spatula. That hurts me. What were your... So what, what's what's up with the noms? What do you want to know? The what? What do you want to know about the noms? Oh, I just wanted your opinions. Oh, okay, 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 cool. Uh, opinions. Anytime Call Me By Your Name is uh, up for an award, fucking go for it. I hope that they win. They deserve it. Timmy Chalamet, an inspiration to us all. Yeah. Um, I'm... Although I will say, probably... That fish fucker movie, it's probably going to sweep sweep the stage again. You're right, but I do wish that Lady Bird would win because it was so goddamn good. Yeah, I haven't even seen it yet, and it's still... Oh, and I found a link to it. Oh, I'm, you I don't know watch if I'm allowed it. It's so le- funny. For the NSA agent listening to this, it's a le- it is a completely legal link, and there has been no illegal activity here, <laughs> and you can't prove otherwise. Um... But I haven't seen it, but I still really need to. And Timmy's in that, too, so I support it fully. Um, Oh, and if... Okay. I also... So, like, there's been a lot of debate about, like, oh, call me by your name. It's pedophilia. It's a little. And it makes me a little uncomfortable. And, like, that's valid. It can make you uncomfortable. But um, I read this really good post explaining why it's not pedophilia. There's a different thing. I mean, it's not technically pedophilia, but the age gap is concerning. Right, right, right. And and that's what the post was explaining. They were like, because there was one person saying, um, I'm not going to get too much into it because we don't want to spend too much time on this. But it was basically saying, one person was like, um, like, call me by your name is pedophilia. I don't give a fuck about, like, what everyone keeps saying about there's like one there's this term i think it's like ephebophilia or something like that which is Mm. so pedophilia is specifically an attraction to like prepubescents so basically children Mm -hmm. ephebophilia is for people who are attracted to like 16 17 18 year like 16 through 19 year old yeah 15 whatever um so like there's a difference between the two and then this person was like i don't give a fuck like um ephebophilia is just pedophilia in my ears, blah, blah, blah. And so someone else is like, listen, you can be disgusted and squicked out by what this movie is doing with the age gap, but it's really important that you don't muddle, like, the meanings of both of the words because they mean different things. Mm-hmm, and, like, there's mm-hmm. a reason why words mean different things. And then yeah. they explained how, like, with any relationship that gets explored um, that has a huge age gap, it's always going to be cause for concern. Just, it's not, you can be uncomfortable with it, but it's not pedophilia by, like, actual literal definition's sake. Yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily why I have an issue with it. I have an issue with it because, like, so much of gay media has these age gaps. You know? Like, Queer as Folk and, like, this movie and, like, a lot of other shit. And I don't... I don't like that this is what the the image that we keep showing young gay guys, you know, Mm -hmm. like we should be showing them that like, first of all, 
it doesn't necessarily matter what we show them unless we start fucking creating, like, spaces where kids can go and be gay under the age of 21. Right, absolutely. It's bullshit. Um, And it, it just, like, gives you this idea that, like, your sexual orientation is, like, adult content. And mm-hmm. having this age gap, like, isn't helpful for getting rid of that idea either. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's not a bad movie. It did make me want to throw up a few times, though. <laughs> I remember that. That was so funny. It was so gross. I did buy the book today, though. So I'm going to try and read it and nice. see if I like that better. But I'm also doing a review of it for um, my YouTube channel. So Nice. Um, okay. Are you ready for me to kill the mood? Yeah. Okay. You know what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this past week, um, Larry Nassar, Nassar was on um, trial for, um, like, sexually... I want to. I want to make one clear distinction. I don't think he was on trial because a trial is it oh, involves yeah. a jury. You're right. He you're right. had his hearing to be sentenced. Yes. And a hearing means that he is getting sentenced specifically by a judge, and he agreed to that in his plea bargain. Yes. So I'll get into that later if if we get into that if we happen to transition to there. But go on. Yeah. No, that's important. I'm glad you like prefaced that. Um. So he was sentenced to up to 175 years in prison. Anywhere Hell between yeah. 40 years to 175. Shout out to Rosemary, Rosemary, not entirely sure how to pronounce it, Aquilina, yes. the judge. She's amazing. Yeah. I wrote, um, Judge Rosemary Aquilina deserves to be a fucking patron saint. She's the hero we all need and deserve. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is so bad about Larry Nassar is that he was... Um, a doctor for the U.S. gymnastics team. Mm-hmm. He was given access to, like, hundreds of women gymnasts, and he ended up uh, sexually assaulting and abusing over 150 women, many of whom testified in court to what he had done to them. I think it was 125 women came up and um, 158, spoke. actually. It was what? It was 158 came and spoke. That's unreal yeah at least last time i checked yeah um so to give like some context some of like the current gymnasts that like we know um are like gabby douglas and simone biles and ellie raisman yeah and i'm pretty sure all three of those women came forward and said that he had sexually assaulted and abused them Mm -hmm. he was also one more thing uh, employed by msu as yes uh, like doctor there so it wasn't just actual u.s gymnasts it was other like actual students yes yeah it was like all kinds of women um and as a result of this the u.s olympic committee is demanding um the entire gymnastics board um to resign because they knew about this and they let this happen um same with a lot of the people working at msu knew about this and didn't Mm -hmm. do anything about it um but i think the Uh, Olympic, what is it? What did I just say? You said the Olympic board? I think the U.S. um, Olympic Committee only has the jurisdiction to get rid of that board. So, Mm -hmm. um, but that is, that's good because it seems like if they let this happen, they need to sweep the whole floor and get rid of everyone who was involved or had any knowledge about this. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, 
I mean, I've luckily never been in a position like this, but I genuinely at this point in time cannot fathom knowing about this kind of harassment that's going on and not doing a fucking thing about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, that's so disgusting to me. Also, um, the the U.S. has, like, um, oh, what are they called? Like, mandatory reporters or something like that, which is basically just fancy talk for if you're, like, employed by... I don't know, the federal government? I don't actually know what the specifics are, but if you're, like, a I can talk teacher, about this if you want. Oh, yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, because I recently had to go through this training, not as a... I think I am a mandatory reporter, because I... For one of my internships, I had to do this. Mm-hmm. And mandatory reporters are anyone who works in a school or regularly with children, like, regardless of if they're, like, working for a nonprofit or, like, a state organization or federal organization, they by law have to report um child abuse uh, any of any kind as soon as they hear about it or if they mm-hmm. even think that it's happening so like if you went through this training and you actually gave a shit you would follow through and call an organization like childline as soon as you knew in order to deal with this so yeah. but. so that's hmm. fuck every single one of you that as if they listen to this podcast but like that's just it's so disgusting and it 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 should never the fact that and and when we say over 150 women that's i guarantee you not even scratching the surface yeah of how many victims because those are just the women that we know of because they were brave enough to come forward but there's women who felt like they couldn't come forward um and speak on it for whatever personal reasons and that's totally their prerogative um yeah but the fact of the matter is like because coming forward was a choice there's going to be an unbelievable amount of undocumented cases of this Mm -hmm, um so we can't mm -hmm. even really accurately kind of estimate how many he he worked with these people for years yeah i don't know how many years but i it was an an inordinate amount of years he's been doing it for a long ass time yeah Yep. And I was reading stuff about how, like, there were people as young as 14 getting abused by um, him. There so. were people as young as seven years old. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. So I'm sure, you know, any of the young children, the likelihood that they would have even, like, gone up and said anything is, like, so, so low. Oh, absolutely. So. Um, and I will say this. Oh, well, hold on. I'll, I'll speak on the, the, the victim testimonies real quick. Mm-hmm. There's one um, one victim testimony that's been, like, circulating, and that's, um, oh, I want to say her name is, like, Rachel Denholly or something. Is that the one that you sent me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why um, this has been, um, her, her testimony in particular has been getting circulated is because, so she started getting... Um, abused she went to msu i believe Mm -hmm. and um she started getting abused when she was i don't remember how old um but she it was okay but it was was recent so she like went to nassar and started getting abused by him like it was recent yeah i think so i mean she could have been going to him longer but i Mm -hmm. think i mm, actually now I'm very worried because I don't want to fuck up It her seemed story. like she was talking about when she was younger, but she kept on referencing MSU, so I'm not totally sure. Well, yeah, all I remember specifically from 
her um, story was basically that, like, something about how, like, she reported the abuse, and then it was, like, a week before um, the U.S. gymnastics team, like, suspended Nassar, and, um, and she, like, basically, MSU is still trying to charge her for her, um, sessions that she went to with Nassar where she was getting abused, um, even though he's been suspended by the U.S. board and, like, also MSU has, I guess, fired him or suspended him or expelled him. I don't know what the situation is. I mean, obviously he can't work there because he's going to jail, so. Right. Um, but, like, that was, the the reason why hers was getting circulated is because, like, the university is clearly still not on top of things if they're still trying to charge the student for sessions where she was getting abused and like she yeah. went to the administration about it and said hi this is happening um and then they still didn't do fucking anything about it yeah and in fact they're trying to charge her and i'm pretty uh, sure she was saying that she had been trying to like fight this for years yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. that's why i think it was like a little bit longer ago because she was talking about like when uh, was it like 15? Because that's the number that keeps coming to my head. I, she, I think she was a teenager, especially because, like, she talked about um, him having, like, a young, young baby, and, like, she mentioned she has a few kids now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she said that, like, she had been uh, trying to get him fired or, you know, arrested for what he has done for, like, years and years, and she became a coach, and one of her, like, very, very young um, gymnasts ended up going, like, to him for some reason, and, like, they wouldn't let her prevent it. It's it's a really, like, poignant, mm-hmm. like, speech, and I think we'll put it in the Facebook group, so. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there because I know that, like, she, like we said, she's been trying to fight it for years, and MSU's still being really shitty. Or, wait, wait, wait. I think actually, I think I might be mixing up two stories now that I think about it. Okay. I think the one that I sent you was the one that you're talking about where yeah. she's been doing it for years. There's another one where it's a younger girl oh, that okay. recently, like like, like, like a week before um, Nassar started really getting the book thrown at him when she was abused and, and MSU is still trying to charge her for those appointments or something That's like bullshit. that. It is bullshit. Um... And I, the, uh, but the the one I wanted to, the one thing I wanted to say to like wrap up for this like story was I watched um, the sentencing mm-hmm. live. I was literally chilling at one of the dining halls in my university in between classes, and I had my earbuds in, and um, I was just listening to uh, Judge Aquilina fucking rip into him, and it was so unbelievably glorious. I was like text bombing the group um, yeah. with Jesse and our other friends and when um when she sentenced him to 175 years I like gasped so hard that my chest hurt and it's just um, so good and then later like I I listened oh my god I listened when she said live she was like I just signed your death warrant I was like fuck me up this is so good and then she also said like like you know, as much as it was my honor uh, and privilege to listen to the testimonies of the victims, it's my honor and privilege to sentence you because, sir, I don't believe that you deserve to, um, like, ever walk outside of a prison again. It just, oh my god, she was 
absolutely amazing and inspiring and she at the end of it um there's at one point she brought up nassar's stupid fucking letter that he wrote Ugh, yeah so for people who don't know nasa so i don't know how many weeks um the the victim statements went on for probably but, a long damn time yeah but it was a while of them showed up yeah there was a whole bunch of them that came through and um he uh at one point wrote a letter to like it was like a two-page letter to the judge saying like Oh, please stop. I can't. <laughs> Listening to all the all the victims' testimonies of the women that I have abused and, like, completely ruined the lives of forever is making my head hurt. Um, they specifically were like, it's not good for my mental health. You know what else isn't good for mental health? Um, getting sexually abused by uh, some fucking disgusting naked, roll, naked mole rat looking... Okay, anyway. <laughs> naked um, roll mat. Yep. And so, um... <laughs> So then the judge um, at the sentencing was like, first of all, she fucking threw his, she had his statement like in her hand, fucking threw it away off to the side. And she made it clear. She was like, the plea deal was he wouldn't have to get tried by a jury. So he would only get sentenced by a judge. But in return, he agrees to listen to any vink any victim that decides to come forward and give their testimony on his abuse and he has to listen to it. Yeah. Um, and that's what he signed off on. Like both of his lawyers signed off on it. The judge signed off on it. He signed off on it. So everyone was in agreement with that plea deal. And then he was trying to be like, this hurts me. Um, and the judge during the hearing was like, um, are you trying to go black, trying to go back on your plea deal? And he was like, no, your honor. And so then she threw the paper away. It was great. Amazing, um, yeah. And then, and and in the in the plea deal, it also said something. It accused the judge of like only doing this for like the media attention. Like you're creating a media circus with all this. Yeah. And um, during the hearing, or uh, during the sentencing, she was like, uh, she at the very end of it, after fucking sentencing that piece of shit to 175 years in life uh, <laughs> in prison, she was like. Um, like, I will not be talking to any of the media until after the appellate, uh, like, the, the appeals um, time frame is closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I decide to speak with any of the media after that, it will only be with a victim by my side because this is their story. It's not about me. And she mentioned how, like, she's had a whole bunch of people, uh, a whole bunch of reporters from all around the world wanting to get in contact with her to talk about the case. And she was like, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not talking to any of them because it's not my story. It's about the victim. So if any of you, like, want to reach out to me, you can bet that it's going to be with a victim by my side because they're going to, this is, they're the ones that deserve, like, the voice um, and all this other stuff. She just, every single thing that she did was absolutely perfect. Yeah. And then I saw this, like, Huffington Post. Hold on. I saw some Huff Post, like, article headline. And I yeah. didn't click on it because I knew it would just make me angry. But the headline was, like, um, Judge Akalina, um, like, there's a difference between, um, like, doing your job as a judge and vengeance. And Judge Akalina crossed it. Um, and I was I'm like, you're sorry, wrong, but no, you're just objective. I don't even have to read the article to know that you're incorrect when you say that. Yeah. Because um, she did the great, the best job. And oh, and she kept saying during the, the sentencing, she was like, you are not remorseful. Like the fact that you wrote this stupid letter to me saying 
oh, I feel bad about having to hear all these testimonies of the people that I've abused shows me that you have learned absolutely nothing and you're not actually remorseful about it. Yep. Um, and so, like, you've clearly learned nothing and you don't deserve to ever be in contact with, I mean, a child ever again. Yeah, you're correct. So that, that is disgusting. That. So... Um, okay, so now to transition us, unless you have anything else, Nicole. No, I'm good. Okay, so I'm going to transition us into the story segment um, with two kind of ad-ish things. Oh, so, cool. um, <laughs> Film & Her is a touring film showcase dedicated to supporting emerging women in film. If you're interested in viewing short films created by talented animators, directors, editors, cinematographers, producers, and writers, you can go to filmandher.com slash tour to see dates and locations of the East Coast tour. If you're interested in bringing the showcase to your community, contact Film and Her at inquiry at filmandher.com. And the other one is, um, we don't really have a copy for this one, but... Uh, Forbes and Fifth um, undergraduate research literary magazine journal thing that I work for is currently looking for submissions. You can go to ForbesandFive.com/submit. Um, we're looking for humanities pieces, social sciences pieces. We desperately need natural science pieces, um, and we're still seeking artwork. So if you have any of these and you want to get published, send them into ForbesandFive.com/submit. Um, Woo! Yeah. I think we should start separating out the segment from our version of the Money Zone with um, the Shrek theme song. Uh, I love it. Somebody once told me the world is gonna... I don't know any of the words to the song. That is probably the worst betrayal I think that you've ever... Well, it's because I get the words wrong for a lot of things, um, and that's because I inherited bad ears and memory from my mom. All right, that's valid. So, do you want to tell them what we're talking about, even though they can definitely read with their eyes unless they decided to name it something funny? Or you, because you're editing this week. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. This week is our experimental week. Um the so speaking of like oscar nominations and films and all that good stuff and abusers um this week we're going to be talking about like the ethical implications of consuming media that has like known abusers uh involved in it so this um particular topic comes from my uh good pal and best friend uh imran Amy, if you will um, he hates it when I acknowledge that we're friends, but that's fine because I hate him too. So he asked me, like, what's my opinion on, like, you know, watching movies that have, like, people who are known pieces of shit in it? Because, mm-hmm. like, he, this boy, I have never in my life met anyone who's as big of a movie buff as he is. Like, really? he knows the most obscure shit that you, no one should actually, like, have to know ever. <laughs> um, yeah. But... But yeah, he's watched a lot of movies, and obviously, because a lot of movies are dominated by gross old men, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know, abusers in them. So, I actually had this conversation with other friends as well. Um, I mean, do you want to give your hot take on it first? Yeah. Um, okay. So, I'm pretty sure I've definitely mentioned this before, is that I think that it's okay to 
watch and like consume media from problematic people as long as you're not giving them any money. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, um, this kind of situation has to be taken on more of a case by case basis, I Mm -hmm. think, because there's so many different factors that are, um, so like, I, I mean, I'm specifically thinking about, um, stuff like, like queer film and queer media because mm-hmm. all we already have so little um representation in any kind of like film or media and especially not like with such high budgets as like Hollywood films and stuff like that. Yeah. So it really fucking sucks when, you know, it comes out that oh, like guess what? You know, an, an abuser was somehow involved in this film and then you don't want to give it your money, but you also do want to give it your money because like we need to start showing Hollywood that these mm-hmm. films are very important and like there is a market for them and not just the same, you know, heterosexual bullshit that's constantly happening all the fucking time. I completely agree. Yeah. Um and so and like also like you also don't have to have like a moral like connection to a film like with oh like oh this film has great representation so like i should go see it you can also just really like a film yeah like my favorite movie is zoolander and literally everyone in that movie is a white man right um and so yeah jesse and i are pretty much in the in the category of like in most cases i would say it's fucking enjoy stuff listen life is already so short mm-hmm. we already have such a weird culture of trying to like gatekeep every single thing in the entire existence of the world and so like people can just enjoy stuff for the fun of it life isn't supposed yeah. to be dreary this is true and like personally um, yeah. like i am going to be making the choice to see all the harry potter films in theaters even though they do have johnny depp in it because like this is something that I really, really love and have a connection with. And, like, for me, like, I can still reconcile it. Like, Mm -hmm. I probably won't ever buy the DVDs or see the movie more than once. And I probably won't see it during the opening weekend because I don't want to necessarily contribute to, like... The box office numbers. yeah, Yeah, the box office numbers. But, like, for me, it's a big part of the experience to see it in theaters because I... Like, like seeing all the Harry Potter movies in theaters. And you grew up, like, with that entire culture. Yeah. So, like, there's a way to sort of make it... it. Yeah, balance it if, like, you still want to enjoy something. But Mm -hmm. it's also, like, important to consider, you know, that do I want to financially support this? Because, like, that's essentially the most feedback that they get is financially. Right. Um, or do you want to not financially support them and send that message instead, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, Jesse and I have already talked about how ethical consumerism, it doesn't work in practice, at mm-hmm, least with mm-hmm. our current economy. Like, in order for an actual huge message to be sent to some big company that's going to be making a lot of money that your policies or, like, whoever you're employing is extremely harmful to people so we're not going to support you anymore there needs to be an extremely huge movement filled with like hundreds of people thousands of people Mm -hmm. um to in order to actually make like an impact um but you can still you can still like 
you know, refrain from um, supporting these things financially if you yourself want to feel, like, kind of vindicated and, like, not feel. But it's it's it's, it's a personal choice is the thing. Yeah. Sometimes um, in the art industry, like, they can see the effect of that. Um, like, if you compare Girls Trip to, uh, what is it? Bad, bad night bad. out or whatever the fuck the white version well, was. Well, there was... Girls Night Out, I think. So you're talking about the film. So there was one film that was um, mainly a black cast. Yeah, that one. And it Girls was the trip. same exact premise. So the the premise was like, oh, it's it's the Bachelorette's trip for this yes. woman. One had an, an all white cast with like Scarlett Johansson and um, yeah, except Alana only, only... Wex. Not a lot. Yeah, Alana Wexler is you know maybe not quite that white because she is Jewish. I don't actually know the full cast all i know is that yeah just scarlett johansson but also kate mckinnon so oh, at least there's gay. yeah um but the other movie with the exact same premise and like the exact same mm-hmm. level of wackiness was an all-black cast and then you can continue your point yeah and girls trip which was the all-black cast like i think almost doubled in numbers like how much they made Um, And, like, when a movie is a flop, that does send a signal to the, like, production company, but they basically have already, like, funded or are filming for, like, the next two or three years, so it won't really have an effect until, like, five to ten years down the line, and, like, sometimes a flop is just, like, a random flop, and it takes, like, many years to be able to see, like, a trend that Hollywood will actually listen to. Mm-hmm. So, like, it kind of helps, but, like, not enough. Not the way that, like... There's um, not, not going to be immediate gratification in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh Yeah, no, I was going to use an example that doesn't make any sense, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you can still certainly... And, and, and Amy was also asking me about, like films that like he's already seen and already very greatly enjoyed and then it comes out later that you know one of the people was um an abuser i'm specifically thinking about films that have um uh ryan fuck ryan jackson or ryan brian he's a director and he he was one of the men that were that was accused of um sexual abuse against like the actresses and stuff like that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ryan johnson maybe i don't remember do you know what movies he's done no, I does the thing. I don't really watch movies all that often. Emmy's mm-hmm. the only one that I know that has actually seen like every single film in the entirety of the universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, um well, but I think. Do oh you, yeah, no, 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 you should go, and then okay. I'll go. I was just gonna say. Um, obviously, in that case, that's dude. You're in the clear. You're fine. Mm-hmm. There's no sweat. It happens. If God forbid something comes out about the Shrek franchise, that's someone in it. <sighs> And I will say this right now, though, there's a website that you can go on and you can check to see if anyone, um... It's called Rotten Apples. What, Rotten Apples? Yes. Nice. Yeah, you can definitely check that out and it'll tell you if anyone connected to the film, um, has been accused of, um, like, something shitty, like, whether it's abuse or harassment or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it also tells you, like, what their job is with the film. Um, so you can, if, if you really want to be sure to avoid any of those films um that might be supporting um people like that then you can definitely check that out and avoid them now i will say this shrek is in the clear on that on that website so far but i'm saying right now god forbid something comes out about it and someone winds up being an abuser in it 
that's not going to diminish the fact that I fucking love those films. Look, Except for Shrek 3. That one can eat my ass. I love everything that Mike Myers has done. And if <laughs> we ever get the news that he has sexually assaulted or abused anyone, I will be forced to kill myself because I love him so much and will sacrifice myself for a positive memory of him. Oh my god. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much our hot take on it. Like, it's you can take things on a case by case basis. Most yeah. of the time, if you can avoid financially supporting the movies, because you can obviously listen. Please, dear FBI people, please don't arrest me. You can just listen. You can really, you can rip the, the films on, online. There's so many links out there. I promise you. Officially, no, you cannot. I <laughs> denounce that in the highest regard. We will not be condoning illegal internet activity here on this podcast. Um, but you can, you can find it. I promise. ASMR. Anyway, um, so yeah, there's other ways to see the films without financially supporting them. Um, and if that's how you want to, if that's how you want to proceed to show, to stick it to the man and show, (laughs) Hey, I'm not buying into your capitalist bullshit, but I'm still going to enjoy your content and you're not going to get a fucking dime from me. That's wonderful. And there's lots of ways that you can do it. Um, but you can also like, don't beat yourself up about it. If you've either already seen a film and you realize later, Oh, there's a piece of shit in it or, um, there's already a known piece of shit in it, but the actual franchise itself has a, like, has a history or is connected to like some book that you love and you mm-hmm. still really, really, really want to see the film and you support maybe a different actor in the film. Yeah. So. I also think that it's okay if you've seen something and like you don't know until like much later or like no news breaks until much later. Like, I don't think that should make you stop enjoying something because... You can enjoy things, and that doesn't, like... Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you need to separate the reality from the fiction of the franchise. Yeah, like, you're enjoying art. Keith Haring, art is for everybody. Um, and, you know, basically what I do is, moving forward, I think more seriously about whether or not I want to, like financially support because that does have the largest impact right um rather than like oh am i going to watch this a second time or a first time on netflix because like those clicks matter a little bit less um yeah so i mean don't beat yourself up if you like didn't know or no news was there until later yeah yeah no it's like i said before we just let people enjoy things mm-hmm. if if the actual thing itself like the actual premise of the film not the people necessarily involved in it but the premise of the film it's not hurting anyone it's not advocating like genocide against you know a minority of people um like live your life enjoy it art is art some art kind of sucks ass but that's true that's the nature of it you can be very you can be very critical of art and you can be critical of the people that are involved in it but like Trying to put some kind of blanket statement, some kind of blanket prohibition on, like, any and all films that have ever had someone awful connected to it is impractical, and I feel like in the long run, it would wind up doing more harm than good, especially for people who, like, don't get a lot of representation and for the first time Mm -hmm. are able to actually see someone like themselves represented on the screen. Just because that person, that character might have been directed by fucking, I don't know, Woody Allen... Yeah. Doesn't, 
it shouldn't exactly like ruin the experience of getting to enjoy the actual uh, content of the film. Nicole is right. And that's what I'm here to say. Um, we finally managed to get our, our uh, podcast length back up. Not sure if that's a good or bad thing, but there you go. That's just how it is sometimes. What do you mean? We're at uh, an hour and six minutes now. I know, and I know. before we were putting out like, you know, 48, 50 minutes. All are good though. Yeah, I think it's because we just had good. more to say about the news this time. Yes. Yeah. So as usual, um, all of the links will be below in the description. Um, please join our Facebook group, Avocado Toast Lovers. Like our Facebook page, Avocado Toast Podcast. Um, big links will be for donations. And my birthday is coming up. I will be turning 21 in like two and a half weeks. Blaze it. So please, please, what I want for my birthday is for you to purchase a pocket note and write something, whatever you want, even if it's dumb, even if it's a self-promo, buy that shit and I will read it out and it'll be awesome. I will feel whole inside because that is what I want for my birthday. I'll make Jessie do an accent when she does it. Okay, I can. I can. I think that is it. Yeah, that about wraps it up. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I've been Nicole Lotto. I'm Jesse Alperin. Somebody. Avocado Toast is part of the Pocket Podcast Network, delivering quality content right to your pocket.